This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It has been almost exactly three weeks now since Hamas attacked Israel and fighting broke out in that region. Thousands of people have been killed and the situation remains incredibly tense. Israel now says it has struck more than 7,000 targets in Gaza as a result of those initial attacks and humanitarian convoys struggle to get into Gaza. Meanwhile, in cities like Tel Aviv, life struggles to go on there. We're going to check back in now with Leah Herman. Leah is a Canadian who is living in Tel Aviv. We, we spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. We thought we would check in and see how she's doing. Leah, thanks for being back with us. My pleasure. How are things going today versus when we last talked to you a couple of weeks ago? So in Tel Aviv, I feel it's definitely calmed down a little bit um, as opposed to a couple rockets a day. It's more like one every other day. Um, we literally just had one 30 minutes ago. Um, of course, there was no contact. In the rest of the country, of course, they're still having them daily, hourly. But in Tel Aviv, I definitely have noticed quite a change. It's a little bit calmer. You know, I've noticed in, even the way you talk about it, though, has changed because that was all new to you a couple of weeks ago. And now yes. you seem like you've gotten used to it. Um, unfortunately, yes. Before, I think the sound of a siren really, really rattled me. And um, it was it was so nerve wracking every day. You know, even taking a shower would stress me out because what if I missed a siren? What if I missed a notification? But at this point, um, I kind of feel used to it. Yes, the siren does, you know, give me anxiety. But the protocol is more common to me now. So, And what is the protocol? So what happens when you hear that siren? Um Generally, no matter what you're doing, you just drop what you're doing and head to the staircase or into the shelter. So from my house, there is no shelter. So we all gather in the stairwell. You're recommended to wait 10 minutes after the siren does stop just in case there is any aftermath or any like shrapnel, let's say, that comes down from the sky or another rocket sent. And then you basically just go back upstairs and continue with your day as you did. I know. It, and it does sound like really remarkable when you describe it that way. Like, are you surprised by how you've become almost like accustomed to this? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, especially being from Canada, where this is so, so abnormal and not anything we would ever experience. Being here, um, I didn't think I'd get used to something like this. But I mean, three weeks all the time, 24 hours a day, eventually it's just something that becomes a part of your day. And um, I'm sure when it's over, um, the sounds that similar to a siren will still kind of rattle me or stress me out. But, um, you know, hopefully something will move on from soon. Right. And so what about regular everyday things then in Tel Aviv, Leah? How how does that work? Like, does life, does it go on? Are businesses open? Like, what's it like out on the street? So the start of, the, sorry, the end of this week, I've noticed a lot more things have been opening. Unfortunately, people's lives do have to go on. So I am back in my office. It is optional, of course. But I do feel like it's better than sitting at home and being alone and being stressed out. We're kind of all together. There is a shelter there. Um, all buildings are open, but of course, when there's sirens, everyone kind of knows where to go and everyone is quite aware. Right. Okay. And so is there that same kind of feeling from other people, do you think about how, well, this is just something you get used to? Um, so I guess for the people that are still here, I do have a few friends who have left, like a friend of mine 
was at the Nova Music Festival where there was the massacre and he tried to stay, but he was just so uncomfortable being here and he was just anxious all the time. So he's left, but I feel like everyone who's here is is now kind of used to the feeling and, um, you know, has gotten used to it, I guess. Yeah. How do you feel about your decision to stay? Like a few weeks ago, you thought, no, no, this is where I live and I'm not going to give up on this. How do you feel about that now? Um, I still feel the same. And I am really proud to say that a lot of my friends also feel the same way. Um, we all kind of feel a connection to the people in this land here and um, none of us really want to go. Um, people who are leaving, I, I, I know, are people who either need to leave because either they have sick family back home and they don't know if they can get another opportunity to leave because we don't know what's going to happen with the airport. Like flights can be stopped completely. But at this time, um, everyone's mostly willing to stay. And, and what about family, friends that you have back in Canada? What are they saying to you? Um, my parents wish I came home. That's that's for sure. You know, they do ask every day, are you sure you don't want to come home? Um, and I do have friends asking me and people do want to also know why, like, why would you stay when you can leave? But, you know, after I explain everything to them and um, they understand that, like, this is my home. And so this is where I want to stay. All right. Well, so people who didn't hear you perhaps a couple of weeks ago, why do you stay? Um, I've chosen to stay one because like my life is here, my friends, my family, well, friends who have become family my life, my job. And I feel like Israeli people don't get the opportunity to just get up and leave and catch a flight because their country's sending flights for them home. So I don't think it's it's fair of me to come here and live my, my life. And I've really enjoyed the last six years living here. And then now the times are bad, I just run away. So. And so how closely are you following kind of what's happening politically on this? Like how engaged would you say Israelis are uh, in terms of like kind of the way this is seen around the world? Um, I feel like I spend a lot of time on social media because, I mean, sitting at home a lot, I'm on my phone, and I do feel like Israel and Israelis have had to spend a lot of time defending themselves, which, of course, is everyone is entitled to their opinion, so I don't want to offend anyone by what I'm saying, but more than we're seeing a lot of people saying like that what happened with Hamas is not true, and Israel is creating propaganda to like show their side, and it, it is quite hurtful when you're these people are millions of miles away from the actual situation and that's creating a false narrative on social media. And what would you like to say to people then? What, what do you want people to keep in mind? Um, I just want people to keep in mind that before they post something to kind of historically check or understand the words that they're using in regards to the situation, because as we know, someone can post, anyone can post whatever they want. Everyone has that right, but other people see it and they automatically believe it. And then they share it. And so when false, inf- this is how false information is spread. And so I think there's a lot of words like genocide, ethnic cleansing, occupation that are being used incorrectly and creating a real, real sense of hate on social media. And that must be hard for you to take. It must be hard for anybody to take in that, in that region right now. Ex- yeah, exactly. I feel like all of my friends are doing is posting on social media just to defend, defend themselves, not to defend any actions by any country or anything like that, but just more to say, like, please understand what you're talking about and what you're saying, because you're creating a sense of anti-Semitism. And it's obviously clearly seen now it's happening all over the world. It's not just in Israel anymore. There's a, there's a war kind of everywhere between like different sides. So do you feel that? Have you have you felt that kind of attitude shift? Um, I definitely have felt the attitude shift. I have had a lot of people on my Instagram either like message me nasty things or say like, I'm going to unfollow you because of what you're posting. And so I kind of feel like I have to be really careful and make sure everything I post is historically and politically and accurately correct. Because I don't, I don't want to be part of that narrative either where I'm um, engaging in uh, false information. So one more thing for you to worry about and stress out about, Leah. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, listen, take care, and we appreciate you checking in with us, okay? Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.